0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. For regular viewers and listeners of AWI Pod, please do not be offended as this program contains good wrestling.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Warring to Attitude. This is the 32nd edition of where I and my co-host will war to Attitude. I am your host, Brent Piles, of course, and with me, as always, he is from the future and across the ocean or some such nonsense. I don't remember sometimes. He's the ballroom, brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's more over than Kobo Hall. I'm going to tie that back together later. Jerry Russell, not Glenn Abbott. Glenn, how you doing?
0: Uh, i can just about breathe yeah the heart is just working again now
1: good lord
0: oh, dear. <laughs> why do we watch sports i don't know it doesn't do your heart it does do health any good whatsoever if you support a team no matter what the sport is whether it be baseball American football, soccer, basketball, anything.
1: Yeah,
0: okay, it doesn't matter if you support a team. It is not good for your health.
1: Even if your team wins a lot, like there's still a lot of stress going into that. Like I know, like Alabama football and college football over here wins all the time, but I'm sure those Alabama fans stress a lot over all those wins that they get. Yeah, uh, I know. I stress a lot about the the wins Nebraska doesn't get, so. <laughs> Only imagine. Um, yeah if you don't know what we're talking about me and glenn me and glenn just um agonizingly watched arsenal geek out a 2-1 victory over seville right that's how you say it seville seville i was close mm. uh in the champions league and we got three points but it was a it wasn't a fun ride especially the last seven minutes
0: <laughs> no <laughs> very stressful Anyway, something that isn't stressful, and that's the way there, is uh, this
1: Raw. This,
0: this Raw was a bit of fun.
1: I definitely wouldn't say it was stressful. No, definitely not stressful at all. Uh, there wasn't too many backstage promos. It wasn't the backstage promo show like the week before, oh. so that's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's dig right into this thing. It is June the twenty third, nineteen ninety seven. It is from the Cobo Hall, which was a a, a prominent arena in the Detroit, Michigan area. Um, in the first twenty years of it exists, is, of its existence, easy for me to say. Uh, it was the home court to the Detroit Pistons until nineteen seventy eight. Um, Glenn, have you heard? You've heard of the whole Nancy Kerrigan slash Tanya Harding saga? Correct.
0: Yes, yeah, so Glenn, this is
1: the very arena. Oh, is that Nancy Kerrigan was attacked and clubbed in the knee during her practice for the U.S. Figure Skating Championships in 1994? Oh, um, because so, I like I looked this up and I, I didn't look it up before, so I'm watching the show and they're like, Cobo Hall, and I'm like, why is that? Why, like, why is that? Cobo Hall ringing a bell? And then I read yeah. that, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then, I'm like, no, that's why I would know it kobo hall is <laughs> i'm sure i don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't know the story of you know tanya Harding and nancy kerrigan i don't think well, you would
0: have to be living in a
1: cave for years or be too young right or like yeah you'd have to be like 14 or something yeah, yeah definitely and they just had a movie not that long ago called i tanya which was uh it was like based off a book written by tanya and someone else but um, but it was about her. So she's been in the limelight forever. So I'm sure people know what that is. Also yeah. this arena pro wrestling wise, uh, used to hold big time wrestling every Saturday night in the sixties and the seventies. It was considered to be the house, the Sheik built. And when I'm talking about the Sheik, I mean the original Sheik, which was uh Sabu's uncle. Yeah. And um, also, it also hosted a Saturday night's main event in March of 2006, which I didn't even know they were doing Saturday night's main events in 2006. Did you? I didn't. Yeah, me neither. So the main event of that show, Glenn. Go on. John Michaels versus Shane McMahon in a street fight.
0: Ooh, that sounds super trashy. Who do you think
1: won that match, Glenn? Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon won that match by submission. You're absolutely correct. The other big match that night was JBL versus Steve Austin, but it wasn't a wrestling match, Glenn. No, no, not a wrestling match. It was a beer drinking contest, and of course... Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Oh, we're going to have to find that. That's going to have to be a watch one night, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we're going to have to check that out. Yeah, Uh, The Kobo Arena did end up closing in 2010, so there's no events to be had there. And there's your history from the the Kobo Hall where Nancy Kerrigan was hit in the knee and screamed, Why?
0: Why? (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah uh so we kick off the show glenn with the new nation They're head down to the ring that's a this
0: is a first this is the first time in weeks that we haven't kicked off with steve austin
1: you're it's either been steve austin or the heart foundation most mm. of weeks, Yeah. weeks with 70% being Steve Austin. So the Vince McMahon says he wants to talk to Ahmed first. He, he asked, he asked Ahmed Johnson, why uh, Ahmed Johnson tells all the people to shut up before he comes out there and beats everybody up. All of them. Glenn, what do you think the odds are that he could have took out everyone in the cobalt?
0: He's not got a good, very good record with wrestlers. So I don't know what to do
1: with the fans. Also, it's, okay. it, it's Detroit. Detroit's pretty fucking rugged. So I don't, yes. I'm not saying Ahmed Johnson couldn't take out a good 15, 20 of them because he could. Oh, yeah, if the, but- rest of the nation goes into the crowd with him and they probably are fucked. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: And then he says, uh, he, 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 tell, he tells Vince to ask himself why. He said, you never backed me up. The fans never backed me up. The only person to ever backed me up was the crew. Uh, And he points to the nation of domination members. And I, I couldn't help but think Glenn one, at least one member of this crew has been beating your ass for the better part of a year. So when did he back you up? The only time he backed him up
0: is when he backed him up in a corner to hit him.
1: (laughs) Precisely. So I found that to be very funny. Uh, (sighs) He says he doesn't respect The Undertaker anymore, and I quote, because any man who listens to another man is a low-down, stinking dog. So don't listen to another man ever. Even though, isn't Farouk the leader, his leader? No. Oh. Oh, you're right. No. Uh,
0: apparently there is no leader in the in the new
1: nation. Did they say that? Yes. Oh, okay. I must have missed that part. We didn't get to hear D'Lo talk for a bit. Very green on the mic, and you can tell that he's very green on the mic when he speaks.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, we've got to start somewhere.
1: Right. Exactly. I'm not not, like D'Lo Brown is eventually going to be, you know, not a pretty decent promo and a pretty entertaining wrestler. He's just, you know, he's got to work on it. Um, And then um, this is my favorite part is when Ahmed Johnson tells Vince to fix his face. If you yeah, keep looking I'm at us crossways, I'm going to make you wish you were never born.
0: Yeah, Vince is. I'm panicking a bit here. I'm surrounded by Big burly. Um,
1: <laughs> these men are are telling me that I've been exploiting them for money and I don't know what to do. <laughs> anyway, um, so then, Glenn, we get a surprise as, as four guys come riding down on their motorcycles to the ring. Yeah. One of them, of course, is brother brother, crush brother but he's not brother brother crush or nation domination brother crush he is riding motorcycles brother crush brother now um he gets on the mic and does the whole you couldn't fire me because i quit although we watched him fire you first so he did fire you sorry crush but you're wrong um he tells us this these guys are called doa they're called the disciples of apocalypse they live together glenn they ride together glenn and you know what else they do together glenn
0: I don't want to know.
1: They fight together, Glenn, and I don't want to know what <laughs> else they do together. You're right. Uh, we wash each other's backs. I mean, no, we don't.
0: The, this lot have been together as long as the nation have had Armin Johnson's back.
1: <laughs> For a week.
0: <laughs> if that. So. If, if that yeah.
1: 12 hours at least, Glenn. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so then these guys start fighting, they get everybody out there to try to separate these guys. They can't eventually they've got police officers out there to try to separate these guys. And eventually they
0: I saw I saw a note on DOA. And it said DOA immediately got over his baby faces here because they had a cool look. But they lost all their matches and were truly DOA by the summer.
1: And we're gonna be <laughs> reliving that, I'm sure. Um yeah.
0: <laughs> we will.
1: So they're gonna have they... it all good. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they kind of tell us what we're going to get on the show, which is Vader and The Undertaker will take on, it looks like they're going to be taking on Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, but then it ends up not being Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, as we'll get to.
0: Because <laughs> during this segment when they're brawling, Ahmed Johnson, shoot, blows out his knee. He basically suffers a serious injury during a promo. Right.
1: during you a. Couldn't a it you couldn't actually make it up, could you? No, it's like just a pull apart between guys, and he's literally about to get like a big heel main event push because he was gonna face The Undertaker at the pay per view for the title, and they have to switch that because he blew out his knee.
0: Yeah, basically, it's the end of his career in WWF. I think we see seen him a couple of more times, and then he's gone, so
1: yeah, then it'll become big T. Um, I mean, yeah. Dark. Uh and we'll also get LOD taken on the Godwins. We're also, Glenn, this is a historic night, I guess. The first triple threat match. This is where it all fucking started, Glenn. This is all this fucking match's fault, damn it. Uh yeah. <laughs> as Owen Hart defends the Intercontinental Championship against Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and Gold Dust.
0: Um why is there got gold dusted on this?
1: Yeah. I- why is true? I don't, I don't even know. They just like came well left field.
0: Yeah, they could sell, they could sell the uh Triple H thing because he's king, he's king hunter, isn't he? So, but why did they chuck gold in on it and made it a triple threat? He's not done anything to to justify it.
1: Yeah, and like, and why would you have trip? Why would you have Hunter face fucking Owen Hart? That would be a heel versus heel match. I mean, what, yeah, which way you're gonna get the crowd's gonna cheer on. Hunter, because he's the American guy and they hate the Canadian, (laughs) yeah, and And that's not what you want to do. You want Hunter to be a a heel, so it's just like a bad idea all around. I guess we're just trying to throw something in the wall and see if it's stuck here.
0: Yeah, you got everybody basically, everybody in the ring hating the crowd,
1: right? For
0: one reason or another,
1: and that's not the point of wrestling. Um. So, Hawk and Animal do do a promo, but they said like ten words, so it's not enough. Yeah.
0: They're just fond of chaos.
1: Yes, they love chaos. And then, uh, they, we cut to the ringling, and who could be in the ringling? The oh. one and only. Here we go. <laughs> <we move> <laughs> Oh come on! You know you love that song. Glenn. That was loud. Ooh,
0: blew the eardrums.
1: <laughs> That's what rockabilly steam music does. It blows your eardrums, Glenn.
0: Oh God.
1: And Glenn, you want to talk about exciting? They have joining them on commentary, Mister Excitement himself, yes. Dan Severin.
0: Yeah, Mister Charisma. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And uh on a show where things kept happening, shall we say, in an amusing way. This is the first one. Oh, well, no, the first one is Ahmed Johnson blowing out his knee during a promo. The second one is this where they give him the big build up, they let him talk, and you can hardly hear him because he's giving him a dodgy headset.
1: Well, and in fairness to him, not everything that he said made me want to go to sleep. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure D- Dan Severn, great fighter. He, he would murder me in a minute. I don't know how old he is now, but he would still murder me in a minute. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, I don't want to hear him speak on a microphone <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: See, and I, I, I think they realized their mistake as well. Because... Uh, I'm sure that he was supposed to talk for longer than, because this match was very short. Yeah. And I'm sure that he was supposed to talk for longer than that. So we ended up with a segment with him talking, changing his headset, everything else, and the match all ending in two minutes and 40 seconds.
1: Well, in all fairness, though, Rockabilly is taking on the world's dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, and that's about how long he should last with that's Ken true. Shamrock. What
0: is why is the world's most dangerous man come into the ring in a silk pat salmon pink dressing gown? There was nothing I that screams, too. There was nothing more screams not dangerous than that dressing gown.
1: <sighs> you know what though, Glenny's Kin Shamrock? We weren't gonna tell him not to do it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm sure nobody backstage was either. <laughs>
1: Hell no. Um
0: <laughs> this is what my missus gave me to wear. And this is what I wearing.
1: Okay, Kim. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You just yeah, go ahead. Uh whatever. <laughs> uh, yes, Ken, you can have my nightgown. It's fine. Take it. Um so like what I was surprised by is like Vince was like really putting over the UFC here. Yeah, and they were talking about how like no one's ever spent the night in the hospital after a UFC mm-hmm. fight. No one's ever died after a UFC fight, and you you can't sure. say that for boxing. You certainly can't say for pro wrestling. So they're making they're making it sound like like MMA is safer than wrestling. In this,
0: <laughs> yeah, <Surprise. laughs> yeah. <But> they. <there's... laughs> They were obviously sucking up to uh, the UFC, even at this point. I'm sure people have spent time in hospital after a UFC fight. I've seen them beat be beaten to a bloody pulp.
1: Maybe not by <laughs> that point, maybe, because they hadn't been on for that long. But I know by now, someone has definitely probably spent the night. At yeah. least. I don't think anybody... I never heard of it, not in a UFC fight particularly, maybe other forms of MMA, but I've never seen a UFC fight and then someone dying. No. That I've never seen.
0: No, they're... They are very careful with what they, <laughs> with their uh, safety.
1: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, Kin Shamrock gets the win after he hits a you know a belly to belly, belly to back suplex, and then an ankle lock for the tap out. Honky Tonk Man gets in the ring, looks like he's gonna try to hit Shamrock with the guitar. Shamrock sees him, and God fucking damn it, I wanted Ken Shamrock to throw Honky Tonk Man across the fucking mm-hmm. ring, but he never did. No, so I it's sad.
0: <laughs> it was sad.
1: <laughs> at least hit him, god damn it. And then yeah. he goes over him and Dan and Severin kind of have like a stare down, and then they end up just shaking hands and walking away. Yep. So yeah. Um that was I, I don't know what I don't know. I know Dan Severin is gonna be around in WWE um at least in the year nineteen ninety eight-99, but I don't know. What's gonna happen going forward with this? But I guess it'll be interesting to see.
0: I can't. I can't remember him being around much in '97. So.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I know, remember match with Owen Hart because I remember they had like a match in the dungeon. Yeah. They, yeah.
0: they did. Yeah, and, and that was like, sorry, '98, '99, something like that.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it was like, yeah. I you think you're right. '98, '99 sounds about right. Well, we're, we're gonna find that going because that's yeah. be right in '98. So um, <laughs> keep going. We didn't hear from the Godwins, they talk about how LOD accidentally broke Henry's neck. Henry says it didn't feel like an accident. Just before, just before that, oh sorry, go
0: Um we get an advert for the WWF magazine with bloody Vince Russo getting himself on, on camera talking about they're gonna be discussing the relationship between Mark Merrow and Sable.
1: Do they actually show you did they show Vince Russo on camera? They did really yeah it must be different on the peacock version because they talked about Vince Russo, but i didn't see him
0: <laughs> yeah it was very briefly but yeah but he's you know he's getting his name out there
1: <laughs> yeah because i made the same note but i don't know why i made it i must have got it mixed up because i had it after the promo but yeah uh they're they're basically pushing more of this marrow being you know mm. jealous of sable and he's the jealous yeah. boyfriend um And then, yeah, they definitely mentioned Vince Rube. So, bro.
0: Um, And plug in the bloody magazine.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then, so then we hear from the goblins and Henry says, uh, you know, it didn't feel like an accident. And what happens to LOD tonight definitely won't be an accident because he's not stupid and Phineas isn't stupid and they're going to do their own, their own things, their own way from now on. McMahon making us hog farmers.
0: Doesn't work.
1: I don't know, Glenn. I live in Nebraska, so I'll, hog farmers are over with me.
0: Yeah, these, this, you know, bit of twisted heel hog farmers doesn't work.
1: No, they need a new gimmick if they're going to be heels.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I don't remember a good heel, hillbilly. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> no, know. no, there isn't one. So then, all right, so the Gowens, uh, they still got their slot buckets too as they head down to the ring. They actually slowed like a like a like a slowed down replay of Henry getting that uh, doomsday device, and man, he did land right on the fucking top of his head. He landed right he on did. the
0: fucking head. He? he did, yeah, yeah, that did look
1: painful. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch, <laughs> definitely. Um, so uh, LOD comes down to the ring, and they get to the ring, the ringside area, and the guys are kind of waiting for him there, and they just chuck the slop all uh, over LOD. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not a good move.
1: <laughs> not one that I would make, no.
0: <laughs> it didn't put them off at all, it just pissed them off.
1: <laughs> yeah, because then LOD just started beating the shit out of them, basically, right <laughs> after that. And then uh they also inform us during this match that Kim Tamrock has been attacked in the back by the Heart Foundation as well, so. Mm. Yeah, of course.
0: At least we're not seeing all this backstage stuff now.
1: Yeah, true. You know-
0: a few weeks ago, they would have cut to a bathroom somewhere with the Heart Foundation attacking him. Right. But uh, at least, at least they're just talking about it now. Uh, talking about talking about stuff. Another stupid move by the new. Hill Godwins is you would think that the last thing that Henry O Godwin. Would do to Hulk. He tries to power drive him
1: and expect it to fit to end well. It's almost as if none of these guys have ever seen an LOD match ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like, why would you continue to do it? That'd be like, <laughs> like a, let's say a, a football game, and you know this is from my childhood, but you know not to throw to the right side when you play the fucking Dallas Cowboys because Deion Sanders is over there. Yeah. But but they just keep throwing it over there. Every oh, yeah. Time. It keeps getting picked off, but they just keep chucking it over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah. the no, You don't try and do an impact move on the LOD and expect them to sell it. Right. The same as you don't expect if you headbutt a Samoan that they're going to sell it.
1: Yeah, not going to work.
0: No, they just laugh at
1: you. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, uh, things break down a little bit. uh, Again, this is
0: this is another amusing cock up. Where I'm not even sure that the LOD knew that the Godwins were going to do it, is because they went for the um what do they call it, our oh, doomsday device. Yeah, but one of the Godwins, oh yeah, they've got Henry in the ring. So Phineas, whatever he is, yeah, All right. he sort of gets up on the apron. And knocks Hulk off the tire knuckle. Oh, makes him lose his footing. Yeah. So they don't do the Thursday device. So they, they get really pissed off. And Hulk comes off the, off the top with a... Well, it, it's supposed to have been a flying clothesline. But he's flapping his arms around so much, I don't know whether he hit, hit the goblin on the top of the head,
1: in the face, or on the chest. Yeah, I, maybe all three. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it could have well been all three. So Basically, they get a the pin, but... It wasn't exactly... Uh, smooth, should I say.
1: No, it was definitely very clunky. Um, right after the match the hog farmers get their buckets and they start beating up the they start beating up Hawk. Animal gets a chair, clears the ring, but then as soon as they get out of the ring here comes the Heart Foundation. They get in the ring, they start beating up on Animal. Uh they get the chair, they hit him a couple, they hit him a few times with the chair. The crowd was going insane during all this. Like people were going fucking nuts. <laughs> but yeah, so um that's yeah. The the LOD wins and I they're going to move on in this tag team tournament I suppose and they're going to face the winner of the I don't even know. I don't know the standings of this fucking tag team tournament. I don't even care. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Um, But the heart foundation is clearly going around just attacking anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's up against them at at the (laughs) stampede. Yeah. We then hear from the undertaker and Paul bear. Um, Vince asks taker. At what point is he going to snap? Uh, The undertaker tries to answer, but Paul bear tells him to shut up. It's all about him. Uh, the Undertaker eventually gets sick of this and starts choking Paul Bearer's ass. Um, and then Vader comes charging out of nowhere. The Undertaker grabs him starts choking him as well. And Paul Bearer starts saying, remember the fire, remember the fire. And then the Undertaker lets him go. So now um, we add another layer to this. Uh, mm. here Because what fire is he talking about? You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: What could he possibly be talking about?
1: What fire could he be talking mm. about? But, yeah, so then we get another promo. Uh, this time it's Owen Hart. He's complaining about how he has to have a triple threat match tonight. He goes on and on about how it's unfair. He says, but don't worry because he's got a big surprise.
0: He said he's disgusted.
1: He did say, yeah. Very. And having
0: to Defend his heart with a triple threat match.
1: I don't blame him. I'm with Owen on this one. I'm disgusted, too. <laughs>
0: See, uh, that's the reaction you would get from the champion. Not the NXT thing of the champion going, well, there's two of you there, I'll fight you both.
1: (laughs) Right. I have to prove myself by beating seven guys. I got to do it. (laughs) That once. Um, they then show like a disclaimer video for the new yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold said so me, video coming out, which makes me want
0: to find it more than ever.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna splice it in. Uh, I'm gonna sp- splice the video of that in here right now so everybody else can get a look at it just like we do because yeah, I think it's on YouTube, Glenn and I think I'm going to watch it. So yeah us look at not. that. I think everybody out there knows my name is Stone Cold
0: Steve Austin. And out of this video, if you're looking for someone running around dancing to a bunch of sparklers and music, you bought the wrong damn video. What you are going to see is my favorite picks, some of the action from some of the hottest
1: matches I've been in. Rare interviews and a lot of violence and some language problems. So if that offends you, you might as well push the stop button right now. And I want to buy that VHS tape, even though VHS nobody has a VCR anymore. Glenn, you still got a VCR? No. I didn't think you did. I didn't think you did. Um oh, so new-
0: I remember the first one we got. It was the size of a small suitcase. <laughs> and the buttons on it the sort the the buttons were press down buttons but you know like the the kids sort of fisher price toys and that's all Yeah like like a, like a tape recorder Yeah there's the big buttons on
1: it well the buttons yeah. were like that and it was scary <laughs> art at the time I remember people would get you get a TV VCR combo and that was a big fucking yeah. deal because your your TV had a VCR
0: <laughs> The trouble with those was is if one of the other broke down, you were fucked.
1: Yep. <laughs> not, only, not only were you you, were, you had two and one, but then you had shit if they both broke. Yeah. I mean, if one broke, you had shit. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. We're gonna start another show where we talk about old household appliances. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we didn't get a promo from Flashbunk, but he said a bunch of things that didn't make no goddamn sense. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about. I really don't. I have no idea.
0: That was a case of, we did a promo for one of these two, and it's certainly not going to be Sabu. (laughs)
1: Somebody's got to sell this. Yeah. Uh, Paul E. Dangerously, a.k.a. Paul Heyman, is on commentary for this match because it is Flash Funk versus... Sabu and Sabu comes down to the ring with Bill Alfonso and I really liked that they acknowledged that Bill Alfonso used to be a referee in WWE too I thought that yeah. was cool yeah. I'm a big referee guy as you know yeah. Um, and then they show like a video package of Sabu doing a bunch of crazy shit uh, mm-hmm. yeah in ECW.
0: <laughs> yeah which he's still doing it to this day
1: yeah he hasn't stopped you yeah, know no. it still goes on um, I thought it was nice, though, because like they say this is the house that his uncle built and he got to have a match in this arena, uh, which is pretty cool for him, I, w- I would assume, um, being from the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't take long as Sabu starts looking for tables immediately.
0: Said, Paul, Paul here was brilliant. You know, he's not only talking about ECW, but he's having a pop at WCW as well at the time, going on about how he discovered the public enemy. And they were at ECW, and Eric Bishop taking the credit for them on WCW. And sitting <laughs> there, like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're gonna diss the opposition. Feel
1: free. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have to pay this guy to say this stuff. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> put him on every week, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so like compared to everything else in the show, this match was a hell of a lot of fun to watch. It was like modern wrestling almost.
0: It was. It was. Well you got two guys that you know are good at their business.
1: A lot of a lot of high flying stuff. These guys were flying all over the place. Flash funk hit a top rope moonsaw for a two count. Uh Sabu has Bill Alfonso set up a table on the outside of the ring, and I thought it was hilarious that as soon as they set up the table and put him on put uh Flash on the table, the referee immediately called for the bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he touched the table.
0: Yeah. We don't have any that yeah.
1: <laughs> but then Sabu tries to jump off the top springboard through the table, doesn't work. He tries to jump <laughs> on the table again, doesn't work. And then finally he hits a springboard leg drop and is eventually finally able to break this table.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> I love Paul said, Didn't you saw through that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was a super. <laughs> It was a super thick table. You know, like they the table these were like this thin. That shit was like that. It was. <laughs> and even,
0: even when he finally got it to collapse, it didn't really go from the
1: top. It was the legs that came. Away. Yeah, the legs broke, yeah. <laughs> yep. They've been recapped last week of Mankind trying to get Stone Cold Steve Austin to be his tag team partner, and I feel like this is the perfect time to remind everyone that Mankind, in fact, does have a nice ass. I just want to make sure that everybody is knowing and aware of that. All right. (laughs) Yep. Had to be said. Uh, The next match is the British Bulldog taking on Mankind, which this is fun because this isn't a match that I would have thought ever took place.
0: No, I, I couldn't remember this one. But uh, I love. This it. is a. They're talking about how this, uh, the European title, was the first new one introduced since nineteen seventy nine. So, sort of giving it a bit of significance, although there isn't any significance to it,
1: right? It's been defended. They didn't tell us it's been defended three times since he exactly, won, yeah, nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, As we go on, I don't think they really, there's like one marquee European championship match. And other than that, I don't think they did anything with that title. It was almost like a waste of having a title. Yeah. So man comes to the ring. He's got Austin 316 shirt on, and he has a sign around his neck reading. Pick me, Steve. Uh, He then gets on the microphone and says he is dedicating this match to the toughest SLB in the WF, his friend, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He even is wearing the sign around his fucking neck as the match starts. He doesn't even take it off when the match starts. No.
0: <laughs> this is so good, though, because you know, Dave is not having to hold back. It's basically Mick's gone, to so if you hit me as hard as you want, I don't care.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Which, if you get somebody in the ring with Mick Foley that, that can do that and uh, do it safely, then you get good matches from them.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um we also get stone cold Steve Austin on on the phone during this match and one thing that he said that I thought was really funny he says hey I want to say hi to my brother who got his he got his foot stepped on by a bull he got stepped on by a bull yesterday and I didn't want to I don't want to send him any well wishes or anything I just want to say that he owes me 40 bucks and he needs to pay up. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love the fact that he phoned. He didn't suddenly materialize on the Titan Tron or anything. Yeah. Like they do. It was a proper, it sounded like a proper phone call.
1: Yeah, and, and like they do this a lot, but sometimes it like takes away what's going on in the match. And I don't think this too really took away what was going on uh, in the match because they were talking a lot about mankind, so it added to what was going on in the match, I thought. Yeah, that was everything. He gets
0: invincement in and he said, you gonna if you're gonna call me again, don't call me collect. I'm not paying next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He says he doesn't want Mankind as a tactic part. He'll defend the titles for himself. He has to. And then he closes the conversation by, if you call me, a, you call me, one, collect one more time McMahon, And I'm going to whoop your ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So a decent match. Bulldog throws uh, Mankind into the steel steps. He suplexes him on the ramp. He goes through the running power slam, but Mankind like locks in the mandible claw from behind. He uh the b- bulldog then low blows mankind for and he, that's gonna be the DQ. He goes out and gets a chair as well, hits mankind with it a couple times.
0: I've got the note here that mankind did an ex uh superb D D T.
1: Oh yeah, the double arm DDT? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not easy on a big man like Davy Smith.
1: No, definitely not. Yeah, this is around the time where he, he, I think he, he might start. Well, I guess he uses the mandible claw for a while as his finisher, yeah. but I know he does start using that double arm DDT as a finisher too. Um, so yeah, he keeps hitting. He hits him in the face a couple of times in the head, and Bulldog starts flexing to the crowd. But then Mankind comes up from behind him and puts the mandible claw on Bulldog again. But Bulldog is able to fight his way out of the ring. And then uh, mankind leaves to a huge reaction for the crowd. So, I mean, it's he's solidified as a babyface at this point.
0: Yeah. Those chair shots to the head, though, although you know he's still around and he, you know, still fiercely compassmented. As, as it still makes you look back on it and cringe. Didn't cringe at the time, but now looking back on him. Oh. Yeah,
1: knowing knowing what you know now about yeah. head injuries, when you see stuff like that, it does make you go, Ugh.
0: oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is why I can't watch a Chris Ben Wall match because every time I watch, I'm like,
0: especially that dying head, diving head. Yep. Like, God,
1: I mean, obvious reason it's hard to even look at him, but then when you see him do stuff like that, you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they cut back to the ring, uh, where all three guys. Well, the three-way match uh, where all the guys from the three-way match are talking with Gorilla Monsoon and Owen Hart is insisting is uh, because comedy. yeah because, because China and Marlene are out there he wants to bring Pelman with him and Gorilla Monsoon keeps telling Owen Hart that it's fine okay. but Owen just keeps insisting okay yeah fine <laughs> do what you like I don't care well you're not listening to me. I want Brian Pillman out there with me because if she gets to come and she gets to, then he gets to come too. Yeah, fine. No problem. But you're not listening. What I want is Brian Pillman to be by my side out there for the match tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great. A a griller is so good at deadpan in those sort of situations. Like he used yeah. to with Bobby Heenan.
1: Yeah. It was- it, it was really funny. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Owen Hart cracks me up. I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to crack me up, but it does.
0: Yeah, I think that knowing what we know now about Owen Hart, I think secretly, yes, we are supposed to crack up.
1: Yeah, knowing know what you know, you know now. Can, you can watch a lot of things from back then and go, oh, he's fucking with us right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, it's a case of if you find this funny, you get the joke.
1: And then we uh they even give us like a rich history of the Intercontinental Championship about some of the the former champions that have held it and all the the title wins or whatever. Yeah. Um and, but then we get the whole restart of the show with the music and the pyro. And then they tell us uh Pat Patterson Pat Patterson's going to be a special guest referee for this match. He's got no referee shirt though.
0: I bet the uh TV company was going mad at this because with the back and forward between Gorilla and Owen and then them doing a recap of the Intercontinental thing, this took this into about one hour, 15 minutes into the show before they did the second hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) Hunter Hearst Helmsley makes his way down to the ring and they show how he won the Intercontinental Championship from Mark Marrow. And then they show us Goldust beating Razor Ramon for, to, for the Intercontinental Championship. And then Owen Hart um, comes to the ring with Brian Pillman and they show us him beating Rocky Maivia to become the Intercontinental Championship a couple of months before this. And I was actually, I don't know why I was surprised, but I thought that Owen had won the Intercontinental Championship before that, but that was his first Intercontinental Championship win. Yeah,
0: I can't. Remember, I don't, apart from tag titles, I don't think he'd actually won anything before that.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing was the tag team championships with Yokozuna and the tag team championships with Davey. I think that's yeah. the only thing he'd won up until that point.
0: I think that's why they just kept on giving him the, <coughs> the slammies as a consolation <laughs> prize.
1: <And they, laughs> well, I didn't even give him some of he just stole them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean this one was interesting to say the least because it's the first ever triple threat match. Yeah. <clears throat> and the the thing about this one was it there wasn't you know, you throw one guy out of the ring, he takes a piss for you know 10 minutes and then he comes back in, another yeah. guy goes and takes a piss. Everybody was in the ring,
0: yeah. <laughs> Which is basically how it should be, especially if you're the champion. You don't leave that ring because you don't want anybody getting up to any shenanigans and pinning somebody while you're having a kip under the ring or something, do you?
1: <coughs> right, right. Owen and Hunter kind of team up a little bit. They're beating down Owen. I mean, gold does a couple times this match. Hunter goes for a pedigree. Um, and Owen Hart's kind of like, yeah, do it. But then he hits a spinning heel kick on him. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, And then uh, they've done this a lot lately, and I feel like they do it a lot with Goldust. Goldust hits the curtain call gets the three count, but Owen's foot is on the ropes. Yeah. So, Because didn't they do that with the European championship a couple weeks ago?
0: I did. They did.
1: And so, uh, trying to tell the referee, no, uh, but Patterson's pretty insistent. He won't hear it until finally gorilla monsoon comes down. They show the replay. Um, and then we go to a break and come back and the, the match has been restarted. Um, yeah,
0: a bit pointless, <laughs> really.
1: yeah I didn't, I didn't understand why they had to do all that. Unless they just had to do a, they just wanted to do a commercial during this match and didn't want to be, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> <V-I-R> so,
1: break. <laughs> yeah. This was of course clunky because I don't even think the guys knew what to do. And no. Sometimes like, I don't think they even knew what to do. Well, no,
0: because uh, it's like you say it's the first time it was ever done, so nobody had ever any idea of, of what they're supposed to be doing, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, so,
0: considering considering that, considering that, yeah, you've got three of the best, right, in the business at that time in the ring. No, uh, Hunter's well warming into what he's doing, and Owen uh, and uh, Dustin. Runnels, or whatever the he was, he was called in WCW before he came to WWE. Call
1: him the natural, yeah.
0: the oh, natural dusting roads. That's it. as can be
1: they call him hey. the natural. Just come that. Sorry, once I start singing it, I have to, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's okay, but <laughs> uh, yeah, they're experienced enough that they should know what they're doing. But it's a new concept, so it was strange.
1: Definitely strange. Owen hits a double drop kick from the top rope. A spinning heel kick on Goldust almost gets a three count, but Hunter breaks it up. Hunter and Owen are brawling outside the ring. Pillman gets involved, and then China gets in the ring and hits a rana on Goldust, which is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, things really start to pick up. Owen hits an inseguri on Hunter, and then Goldust tries to come off the top rope to try to break up the pin, but Owen moves. Goldust lands on Hunter and then Owen pushes Goldust off and pins Owen. pins Triple H and gets the victory to still, retain the Intercontinental Championship.
0: Still used to this day triple threat matches.
1: Yep. <laughs> that finish. I threat. mean they they threat. did almost that exact finish in the triple threat match at SummerSlam. I mean Charlotte <laughs> had EO Charlotte had somebody in the 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 figure eight and then yeah, yeah. Bianca come off the top rope with the four fifty, and then she penned her. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's essentially the same thing. It
0: is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Then, then we go, um, and then after that, we go to commercial and then they come back and Brad Hart is making his way down to the ring along with Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. They're going to do an in-ring promo with Vince McMahon. Vince asked them about the five on five match at in your house, Canadian stampede. He says that he the LOD think they're the greatest tag team in WF history and Brett says not because him and Nightheart are the greatest tag team in WWE history and like like you could say the Royal Arms are the greatest tag team in wrestling history but I don't think you could say WWE history cuz they just didn't spend enough time there. Exactly. In my humble opinion.
0: Yeah. No, you know, it's it's that no that's a good that's a good point. But the Heart Foundation were around a lot longer than LOD in the WWF.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> and one, you know. There is when, a
0: big argument to say that they were the best tag team in the WWF.
1: They're definitely. They'd be in my top five, maybe even yeah. top three, if I made one. Yeah. Um, he also says that Ken Shamrock comes from the Ultimate Fairy Championship, which I don't yeah. know. If you, I, I don't, that's probably something you wouldn't say in 2023. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he
0: wouldn't. No, no.
1: <laughs> he says, as far as gold dust and lane go, he says, if Mar- he's got four sisters and they'll tell Tara Marlena apart. If she even tries to touch the British bulldog again. He also calls stone cold Steve Austin, the scum of the earth. And he says, justice is coming. And that justice is the heart foundation. He then starts calling out a certain person in the crowd, which is uh, boxer Thomas Hitman Hearns. Uh, You're familiar with this guy, Glenn?
0: Oh, very familiar. I've stayed up many a late night watching these fights.
1: Yeah, one of the greatest boxers of all time, old Thomas Hitman Hearns. Vince points him out in the crowd, and Brent says there's only room for one Hitman, and he's standing in the ring right now. He invites Hearns to get into the ring to fight uh, because he stole Brett's name. Brett says he doesn't think Hearns is the hitman. He thinks he's the chicken man. Which, wow, Brett, you really dug deep in the creative bag for that one, didn't you? Oh, um,
0: they, <laughs> they're just so bad at promos. And yet they let him run with these things.
1: And then Hearns jumps in the ring. They kind of have like a going back and forth. Brett starts to take his jacket off. Uh, Nairn tries to like back Brett off. He turns around. Hit, Hearn's hits him a couple times. knocks knocks him down. Gets into Brett's face, but eventually, people tear them apart. Of course, as it goes.
0: That um, I think that's the okay, case. So we can't we can't be sure of uh, how worked his punch is going to be. So Jim, you better take it rather than that. <laughs> Brick damaged
1: again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can't we can't have him we can't have him gone for another month. We get to no. <laughs> you. Yeah, so they, a big pull apart here. I don't know if W F is like promoting a Thomas Hearns fight because I knew they did promote some fights in 1997. Um, yeah, so maybe that's what they, what they did this for. But I don't think we're gonna see anything more go on with it. So I don't know. Um, we didn't hear from the Nation Domination, but as soon as Farouk starts talking, is Advo Vega who is. Maybe the dumbest man alive marches into the Nation of Domination's locker room and gets in Farouk's face and then tries to fight him, which isn't the best idea because they then start beating the shit out of him, as they would because it's three on one and whipping yeah. him with a belt.
0: Yeah, as you would. I, I guess. That Again, would. something else that doesn't really work in this day and age.
1: Yeah, probably not. Yeah, not, not something that you would do nowadays. And then, Glenn, we got a battle of too cool before they were too cool. Yeah. It is, don't call me Scotty Too High versus just call me Sexay Brian Christopher, but don't call me Grandmaster Sexay just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, They so th- there's more of them pushing the light heavyweight division, I think, and also they're doing a big back and forth between. You know, that's your, that's Lawler's son and him pushing back that. Oh, well, yeah. how do you know that? And blah, blah, blah. That's basically all this was about. That's what It was, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's to get them a bit of, of TV time, really.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we saw this last week, too, with the, yeah. the fantastic guys battling each other. Yeah. But, yeah, so Brian Christopher gets the win with a top rope leg drop, defeating his soon-to-be tag team partner, Scott Taylor. And mm-hmm. then one more time, we hear from Paul Bearer before the main event. Vince asks him about what happened. You know, what, what does Remember the Fire mean? and he tells Vince not to worry about it, that everything's going to be fine, and we're going to go to the ring as a team. Yeah. And so the main event comes up, it's the Undertaker and Vader battling uh, what I thought was going to be Farouk and Ahmed Johnson, but Ahmed Johnson tore up his knee, so now it's going to be D'Lo and Farouk. Um,
0: and of course,
1: you, of course you'd pick
0: D'Lo over Carmen Mustafa. You've just got this big brute in, so you pick the small guy instead, as your like, partner.
1: I was a little surprised um, <laughs> that it wasn't Kama, to be honest. Um... Especially,
0: against, especially against The Undertaker and Vader. right? The, you know, the idea was it was going to be four big, meaty men. Right. Now, D-Lo's not exactly small by our standards, but he's not big in under the, uh, the standards of The Undertaker, Vader, or Foro.
1: Right. And Kama Mustafa pinned the Undertaker last week. Yeah. So, I mean, he pinned oh, the yeah. champion last yeah. week.
0: That Obviously, that didn't impress Farouk enough for him to have him as his tag partner.
1: I guess not. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they tell us during this that the Undertaker will defend his uh, WF championship against Ahmed Johnson at Canadian Stampede, but that's not going to happen because Ahmed is uh, injured. They show him in the back watching. Um, seething, it seemed. Uh, So, Undertaker starts with D-Lo, takes control early. D-Lo starts to fight back. D-O-A eventually makes their way down to ringside. They start brawling with the nation. Somehow, none of this ends in a disqualification. No. The best part about it was the Undertaker leaving the ring and beating up just anybody Um, who was in the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. anybody got a big punch.
1: Yeah, anybody that was standing (laughs) in the way the Undertaker was punching and i'm sure
0: yeah i'm sure some of those weren't exactly worked either
1: probably not no <laughs> <laughs> so uh d d d uh vader hits a vader bomb on d but farouk breaks up the pin the undertaker is basically just on the apron just arguing with paul barrow the entire time he's not focusing on the match at all he's just arguing with paul bearer Um. Uh, Vader eventually gets sick of this. He walks over there, kind of says something to Undertaker, pushes him a little bit. The so Undertaker just like punches him right in the face. And then Vader turns around and gets uh, a big clothesline by Farouk, and then that's the three count. And Farouk and D'Lo win. Of course, Paul Bear is very upset by this. Screaming at Taker after the match. Taker tells basically tells Paul Bear to piss off and just walks away. Uh, <laughs> Vader tries to attack the Undertaker, but that doesn't work because he, he picks Vader's big ass up and gives him a tombstone for his troubles. Uh Taker then looks looks like he's gonna go after Paul Bear, but Paul takes off. The undertaker leaves the ring. Paul Bear then gets on the mic and tells Taker, look, you turn around when you when I'm talking to you, and you've made your casket. He hasn't made his bed. He's made his casket. And next week he's gonna tell the whole world the secret, and that's gonna be it. The Undertaker gives Paul the throat slash and the rolling of the eyes. Leaves the arena as Paul Bear is like screaming at the camera. So next Early, week should be interesting.
0: Yeah. Earlier on when I was making my notes and everything, and then you know, I checked with Scott's blog of Doom as well. Yes, or what dude. they say. And uh, he said, removing uh who would have thought that removing Ahmed would make a match so much worse?
1: <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. True though. No. Words have never been spoken. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you think, Glenn? Is this up or down for this one? Um, it's a one and a half. I think you're right. Yeah, uh,
0: good solid show, spoiled unfortunately by Ahmed Johnson's injury and the way they ended it.
1: Yeah, And, and not any particularly good wrestling matches on this show.
0: No. No, but no bad ones either. Nothing that really, you think. Oh God, no.
1: Yeah, nothing that you you know want to fast forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Glenn, that's it for this episode. Who do we need to plug before we get on out of here?
0: Well, the lads at UTT has just to messaging them. Um, D- DDT with DC and Doc, uh, Andy Bang Bang. He's now back. About- recording with steve his uh, original partner so they've got the original lineup of of bayman podcast back and i believe that the doctor who podcast is in production at the moment so that'll be coming out soon as well
1: make sure you give all those fine folks a listen and make sure you check out sports wire radio and give our buddy thomas bryce follow on all the social medias that you have twitter um threads we're on threads if you want to follow AWPod again i'm we're no longer on twitter but i am on threads so follow me on threads at awipod follow us on instagram of course where you can see all my beautiful action figures that i buy and we post stuff about the show on there all the time make sure you check out i don't know shit the life and times of psycho said give that a check out on youtube we watched him destroy some jobbers this week and found out how much he hates fucking broomsticks And also check out part two of our Halloween Havoc show. And we'll tell you all about how much we fucking hate Van Hammer. And I just want to say it again. Put that out there. Van Hammer, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Glenn. I don't think we have any more things to plug, do we? I think that's it. That's all we got. So now all we got to do is for Glenn to say goodbye. Goodbye. do me You walk by ask, you simulate,